Welcome to the Overly Human Podcast, where we discuss all things human in the workplace, because it's not just business, it's personal too. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Overly Human Podcast with Rob and Tracy. How are you today, Tracy? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm living the dream. Everything's good here in <laughs> sunny Dayton, Ohio. That's awesome. So awesome. today we're talking about having a vision for your life. And I'm pretty excited because we get, I get to talk to you, Tracy, and you're one of the experts at this. One of the things that you do with Navigate the Journey is help people create a life vision. Um, and I think that, you know, how, I think I'd like to start with a really simple question just for everybody is, how do you know you need one? And where do you start? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, those are all great questions. And what I typically find when clients are coming to me to do a life plan and to create a, a mission statement and a vision statement for their life is that we've kind of, all of us in American society have kind of gone through this kind of predetermined trajectory for each of our lives, right? We go through high school talking about you know, what college do we want to go to or what do we want to do post moving out of our parents' home? Um, and then for some of us who go to college um, or go straight into starting a business or starting a career, that's what we're working to, towards in the early adulthood years, right? Is building that career, building that company and finding a, a, a spouse or a partner, you know, maybe having kids. All of these things seem to be just on the list of things that we're either supposed to do or have been longing to do, um, you know, from childhood to, to adulthood. And then we approach middle age. Um, and as we do, we, you know, begin to kind of take a breath. For some of us, we've built that career, or we've built that family, or we've built that company. And now we realize, you know, we're at this kind of crossroads, like what's next? In light that there's no predefined next step for us from a societal standpoint what's next and you know we're living longer we're more active than we've ever been we're we have the ability through technology to have multiple careers um, we're not our generation is a bit different than the generations that preceded us and so you know we can we have that great uh, you know ability and gift nowadays to actually ask ourselves this question like what do the next 20 30 years hold and should we be intentional about defining that you know should we make the most of the next you know 20 or 30 years and a lot of research is showing that we should actually one of the um, fastest growing demographics of suicide which is was one of the most surprising things that i read was 75 year old men men who have come to a point in their life where they've looked back and are like what just happened or what am i you know feeling a little bit of, of lost, you know, or, or directionless. And so, you know, that kind of wakes me up. Um, and oftentimes my clients to say, you know what, I don't, I don't want to wake up at 75 and think I just went through the motions um, or I, I grew stale or I, I wasn't living an, an intentional life. I, I actually want to define uh, what I want to do next over the next 20 or 30 years. It sounds like you're talking about like even defining one's purpose a little mm -hmm. bit too. Is that all part of this? It is all part of it. Um, so vision, actually, my, my daughter is taking Latin and I admire her for that. I don't understand any of it. 
but we were actually looking at the word vision and it comes from a Latin word that actually means wisdom. So really what we're talking about is what are the all, you know, looking at your past and your present, what do you want to do with your future? What is, you know, where do your abilities, your gifting in your passions lie? So one of the exercises I do with my clients is called talent heart assessment. What we believe is that where your talents, your, your innate, unique gifting, what you're kind of encoded to do, which is different than what you're, just the things you're good at, right? This is really, what are you genetically, uniquely designed to do? Cross that with your heart, which is what are you passionate about? And that's your purpose. Okay. Where those two intersect is your purpose. And from there, we can kind of create a purpose statement, a why we exist statement that will then feed into your vision. Okay. Can I be just cynical just for a minute? Sure. And like, because, you know, I, I identify with a lot of the things you're saying about, hey, you, you're a middle age, check. You know, you've, you've mm-hmm. done things for a while and now you're looking about what's next and you want to live with intentionality. And like, I identify a lot with that. And I, I think about, is this almost like a, like, first world problem to not because we're like we figured out how to survive i don't worry about where my next meal's coming from anymore or in a lot of ways i don't even worry as much about my company surviving the next year we've been doing sparkbox for like 11 years now is this just trying to like is it trying to fill that need of hey you've accomplished a lot what are you going to set up yourself next to do well first i'll say that one of the things that can kill creating a vision for your life is cynicism. Like that's, I always say that's the number one thing is entering into the process with cynicism, right? Which is super easy to do because it's easy when you have this conversation to think, oh my gosh, this is just a bunch of mumbo jumbo weird stuff or something, you know? And and the way I look at it is, is that we're oftentimes admired and remembered for our character, not our accomplishments. So when you go through life, and it is a first world problem in some ways, because we're talking about um, success versus, you know, the positive impact on the world around us, which actually, I think, makes it more universal, right? When we look at, when we think about how we want to positively impact the world around us versus, I just want to be successful, Right. And I think that is the tie that binds all of us universally and globally. Right. Is when you think about, you know, America is often known for its ambition and its success and its power and its profitability. Uh, And that's not how the whole world is looking at life. Right. So what can tie us globally is, is remembering who we are as human beings. Right. So this is our overly human podcast and let's make it human. What are we admired for when it comes down to it? What are we remembered for when it comes down to it? And ultimately, that's our character, not our level of success, not the amount of money that we make. And so how do we build that? How do we positively impact the world around us? And the only way, you know, that we're really going to do that is being is putting some thought into who we are and how we're uniquely designed. And what we love and what we're passionate about, and then really putting you know words on paper and effort behind how we're going to live that out to positively impact the world. Does that so, help? You know, I don't have the experience you do coaching others. I have watching what me, 
myself and you know people close around me are going through and it feels like like what i see over and over again is especially with small business founders and creators is their purpose and drive when they get started is to merely be successful and you see the character and the things that they believe be represented in what they're building and there comes a point when usually they've had you know some success because they stop worrying about survival anymore and they get into a thriving mode and what that thriving mode requires is having really capable smart intelligent people that you've surrounded yourself with and at that point you become less necessary to the thing you created and i hate the the phrase single point of failure and i much prefer the single point of success but at some point successful businesses like don't have a single point of success in them their teams their their systems that get set up and so like a lot of times you know you most of the owners that i know or people who run these businesses like have this moment where they're like well what do i do now and that's the point where even myself it's like okay well i've been somewhat successful like what is my purpose now how do i add value what is those things and so like I see where this kind of thing would make a lot of sense in that situation. Is there other situations that like it, do you see in your work where people are like not in that place? Yes. I mean, I see people at all different crossroads that bring them to me to that where they're asking these types of questions. I mean, what you described, you know, the majority of my clients are CEOs, our owners, our founders who have reached this, this um, point where they're saying, okay, I want to be less necessary, but I want to be necessary, <laughs> you know? And so yeah. how do I define that for myself? And oftentimes after going through the process of a life plan or going through the process of sitting down and trying to define these things for themselves, it could be a really invigorating or reinvigorating process where it, it allows you to go back to your business with a totally different perspective of how you can, again, this is about wisdom and positive impact, and not only how you can breathe life, new life into your days at work and new life into your team and those around you, but also how you can do that in all domains of your life, right? So we're talking about your life at home, with your family, with your community, with your neighbors. So a true purpose and vision statement should actually breathe life into all areas around you. You know, you're thinking about all avenues of your life. And so that yeah. is why I'll see people outside of, you know, the stage that you're talking about as well is because many people will come to this, you know, crossroads or time in life and they're like, you know, I really want to make, you know, the next 20, 30 years matter, but I want to make it matter in a different way, a way that's unique to me, a way that doesn't feel feel like I'm just trying to keep the lights on at work or I'm just following the steps that were laid before me, but, but really, you know, going deep. I always use Peter Drucker as an example because it's just, it's, it's fun to think about him, you know, the father of modern management, so successful, so revered by so many people in the business world. And he wrote about 39 books in total, two thirds of those books he wrote after the age of 65. Wow. He gave his last lecture at the age of 95, right? You know, not that long before he died. And he, you know, he always felt like the best years of somebody's life was between the ages of 60 and 90. 
you know? <laughs> so when you look at it that way, that's invigorating. That's, that is like, you know, amazing to think about and can really give people that extra like umph that they really need to either go back into their companies, to start a new company, to really just be a better parent. You know, there's all different ways that you can look at, you know, how this really can refresh and reinvigorate your life. Yeah. I really like the, that whole 60 to 90 is the best years because that completely coincides with my belief that life keeps getting better and yes. I haven't like experienced any of the downsides of middle age yet. Like I'm having more fun than I ever have. So I, I love that part. If somebody is out there listening to this, like do you have a couple pieces of advice or a couple things that they should look for to know if this is an exercise or something they should be thinking about? Like what, think, are, what are the signs? What are the signs? The signs are that you feel like, um, you're feeling somewhat dissatisfied, apathetic, tired, um, you know, that you're just going through the motions or maybe everything's going well, but you're just longing for something more. Maybe you're not feeling as impactful as you used to feel. Um, and, you know, so you're just sort of feeling this discontent yeah. and it doesn't mean that your whole life's falling apart. And actually, oftentimes I don't want you to be doing this work if your whole life's falling apart. You know, I, I really want you to do it with a healthy mindset that you're kind of going into this that I want to optimize my life. And one step that um, I have people do is, you know, sit down and look at all the different domains of your life. Look at your personal, look at your family life, look at your vocation, you know, your work life, look at your community around you, your, you know, how you interact with your friends and family. Look at your spiritual life if you have one and do the exercise of what's right that I want to optimize, what's wrong that I need to fix, what's missing that I need to add, and what's confused that I need to clarify. Mm. And if you ask those four questions in each domain of your life, see what you come up with. You know, sit down and like really look and see and decide, you know, are there some things I want to change? Are there some things I want to get behind? Do I really, you know, want to like kind of sit down and do this work, you know, this vision work, this mission work, and really think about what my future holds. And I think that's a good exercise, a good place to start to sort of look at your life 360, you know, full 360 perspective on how you're, how you're showing up and what, and what you might be needing or wanting for. There's just seasons for all things, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like, you know, there's, I'm, for me personally, and I know that you and I've had this conversation in the past, like I'm not the same person I was 15, 20 years ago, at least I hope not, um, you know, in a lot of ways, but, and I think that, you know, the purpose can change, right? Like, and even what you desire and what you've learned. And one of the things that I've thought about a lot recently is this whole idea of wisdom versus baggage and how we kind of go through our lives. We're always collecting both of those things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the trick is to figure out which is which, yes. because if we let baggage dictate our future, then we're ruling out things that we learned in the wrong season or things we think we learned and could be wrong about. But the wisdom is things that we should follow and deciding and being able to pick things, those things apart, I think is, you know, a lot of what you're talking about is actually this retrospective a little bit. We do even like with our projects at work is like, Hey, you know, what's working. So let's continue those things. What's not working and let's stop. And what new ideas do we need to start. 
right? Exactly. And then move forward with that. And like it's feedback loop, right? Like iterate and go on for that, those things. Yeah. And I think what you just said is, is really beautiful. I think, you know, we start all of our life plans with the past, you know, what were the turning points, major turning points of your life from birth to today? And the reason we do that is for exactly what you're talking about, the baggage. Sometimes we have to see the patterns in our life and we need to have some closure on those old wounds before we can decide what we want to do moving forward. And that's really healthy and really important for us. I, I think that's absolutely right. Like, you know, one of the things that I constantly say to myself mostly is, is I need to leave room to be completely wrong about things I'm sure of. Uh-huh. And always leave that space because things are different. Uh, the lessons I've learned could have not been real lessons or been wrong timing. My sample size is too small to draw absolute conclusions mm. from. That's really yeah. wise. And it's important to, to be looking at life through that lens. I, I think oftentimes as we get older, things tend to become too black and white for us. We get really set in our ways or we really believe something. And that's how you know we become those scary older people that our kids kind of laugh at or shake their heads at. So having that perspective that I'm, I'm not going to always, you know, think I'm right about everything or leaving that space to know that I can be wrong, or maybe I need to, to look at things in a different way or relearn some old habits, um, I think is, is a great way of approaching life. I, I completely agree. Yeah. I've, I flipped from the cynical side to agreeing with you now. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love when you do that. It's my yeah, favorite yeah. part. No, no, I know. <laughs> All right. Well, do you have anything you'd like to add at the end here? Probably the last thing I'll say is that as we age, and we might know this, I feel like I, I'm feeling this even especially right now, is one of the, the big constraints or risks we can come up against is energy. We just feel tired. And sometimes when we enter into thinking about these types of things, it sounds really good, but we're just so tired. And so I just want to encourage people to, to really think about putting that oxygen mask on themselves first. Think about the things that they need to do to replenish themselves, to refuel themselves, you know, whether that's alone time, whether that's exercise, whether that's, you know, thinking about your health habits, whatever it is spending some quality time with your family, just re-energize and refuel um, because energy is essential to a process like this and, and really thinking about you know, the back half of your life and making it great. We, we need to take care of ourselves and re-energize. Oh yeah, self-care is huge. You can't mm-hmm. do the work on oneself if there's not time exactly. and, the, and the space to do it. So Exactly. Hey, thanks for chatting today. I always appreciate it and um, we'll see you next time. Thank you. This podcast would not be possible without the amazing communications team at Sparkbox. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and tell your friends to listen as well. The Overly Human podcast is brought to you by Navigate the Journey and Sparkbox. For more information on this podcast or to get in touch with Tracy or Rob, go to overlyhuman.com. Thanks for listening.